This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 7th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Vilsack calls for more conservation funding. House Dems pose hurdle for tax plan and food prices soar globally. So what about that broadband gap? Well, just in case our rural readers think there's only, they're the only ones with rural broadband problems, it can also be a problem in the heart of our nation's capital. During an online congressional hearing yesterday, USDA's Deputy Undersecretary for Rural Development, Justin Maxson, lost his internet connection as he was being asked a question about, yep, rural broadband gaps. Maxson, who was working from USDA's headquarters building on the National Mall, had to ask Nebraska Representative Jeff Fortenberry, the top Republican of the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, to repeat the question. That was perfectly on cue, perfectly timed, Fortenberry quipped in response. By the way, Maxson told the panel that USDA's rural development badly needs more staff. RD's portfolio is twice as large as it was a decade ago, with a staff that is 30% smaller, and a third of RD professionals will be eligible for retirement in three years, he said. Vilsack 30 by 30 shows need for conservation increase. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says more funding will be needed for USDA's conservation programs in order to fulfill the Biden administration's plan to conserve 30% of the nation's land and waters by 2030. Vilsack stressed to reporters the importance of having enough capacity to provide technical assistance to allow local conservation efforts on private working lands to be funded and to be implemented. Now keep in mind, Vilsack's comments on funding come as lawmakers, led by Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, are trying to get a substantial increase in funding for conservation programs included in an upcoming climate and infrastructure bill. By the way, Vilsack noted that USDA wants to increase enrollment in the Conservation Reserve Program by 4 million acres. That's a pretty tall order given the higher commodity prices we're seeing. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley said on a separate call with the media that he's concerned that USDA's increased payment rates could hurt ag input suppliers and processors. He said he's worried that high CRP payment rates could price young farmers and cash rent farmers out of the market. You can read our report on the 30 by 30 plan and reaction from farm and environment groups at agripulse.com. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Biden tax proposal hits house roadblock. Biden's proposal to start taxing capital gains at death already was a challenge to get passed in the Senate. Now, 
13 House Democrats are letting their leadership know there should be a full exemption for farms included in the proposal. Democrats currently only control the House by six votes, 218 to 212. Farmers responsibly pay taxes to contribute their fair share to our country. They should not have to face tax burdens to pass their land from one generation to the next, said Representative Jim Costa, California Democrat, who helped to organize a letter to House leaders. Under the proposal, family-owned farm assets would be exempt from capital gains taxes only as long as the farm stays in operation. And in top of that, Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa doubts that Democrats can pass the proposal in the Senate. He said, quote, I can't visualize that they're going to get all 50 Democratic senators to vote in unison, he said. You can read our full report on the House letter at agripulse.com. Global food prices, the highest in seven years. Global prices for major food commodities reached their highest level last month since 2014, May 2014. That according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. FAO's food price index was up 1.7% to 120.9 in April, led by strong increases in prices of sugar, followed by oils, meat, dairy, and cereal grains. It was the 11th consecutive monthly increase in the index. Late April saw strong U.S. corn and wheat exports to China. China's corn imports from the U.S. remained strong amid concerns about production in South America. The U.S. shipped over 698,000 metric tons of corn to China for the seven-day period from April 23rd to 29th, helping push U.S. exports to 19% above the four-week average, that according to the latest data from USDA. The U.S. also shipped uh, almost 199,000 tons of wheat and almost 176,000 tons of sorghum to China during the seven-day period. Also, the Chinese are still buying a lot of red meat from the U.S. The Agriculture Department reports that China imported 3,200 tons of U.S. beef and 10,500 tons of pork for the week. Brazil may offer growing market for U.S. beef soon. There's a growing demand for very high-quality beef in Brazil, and the country's having trouble meeting it, despite being the second-largest producer in the world, that according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Brazil imported 50,800 metric tons of beef in the 2020 calendar year, more than 26% more than 2019, as domestic producers struggled to meet the demand for soft, juicy, well-marbled, and full-flavored product. Few of those imports are coming from the U.S. because of high tariffs and new Brazilian import restrictions, but resolutions to those problems are being negotiated according to FAS. European court upholds ban on three neonics. European Union's highest court has rejected an appeal by Bayer of a lower court ruling that banned threonicotinoids on a dozens of crops because of a potential risk to bees. 
The court said the EU's precautionary principle, quote, implies that where there is uncertainty as to the existence or extent of risks, in particular to the environment, protective measures may be taken without waiting for the reality and seriousness of those risks to be fully demonstrated. The insecticides affected are imidacloprin, thymexthoxum, and clothiandin. The first two are Bayer products. Thymexoxum is a Syngenta product, but Syngenta didn't appeal the lower court ruling. Here's today's He Said It. It's more the principle of it than the 1% of farms that would be affected. That Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa Republican, on President Biden's proposal to tax capital gains at death. USDA estimates that about 98% of farm states would not owe any tax under the proposal as long as the farm stays in the family. The remaining farm estates would owe tax on non-farm assets. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 7th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nellie.